Welcome to your best riding life. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, you'll receive tips and strategies from experts in the riding and publishing industry to help boost your best riding life. Let's get started. I am so excited about the guests that we have here today on Your Best Riding Life. And let me tell you, if you've been riding for a while, you certainly know about Diane Mills. I'm just going to give you a little taste. You can find out more about her in our show notes, of course. She is an expert in the industry. Diane is a best-selling author who believes her readers should expect an adventure. So that's just a taste of what you're going to receive today. She weaves memorable characters with unpredictable plots to create action-packed, suspense-filled novels. I love her writing. I read them. There's always one of her books next to my bedstand. And so I'm like going, okay, I'm reading some of this. I don't even know how to go to sleep at night, but they're so exciting. I love them. Diane believes every breath of life is someone's story. So why not capture those moments and create a thrilling adventure. And that's what we're going to do today. With Diane's help, each of us are going to be able to understand how we can create an incredible adventure in our riding lives. If you've not experienced a deadline looming in your future, at some point as a writer, you will. Some deadlines cause people to panic Uh, Some people even say, well, I love deadlines as they fly past me. But what we want you to know is there is no reason for you to fear deadlines. As a matter of fact, what Diane's going to bring us today is how to, and I love this, how to take the dead out of deadlines. Diane Mills, it is so exciting to have you on your best writing life. Thank you for being here with us today. Oh, Linda, I am honored. This is fun. This is exciting. And I love sharing the little tidbits of a value of the writing life. And so this is just one more opportunity for me to do exactly that. And oh, my goodness, we writers value deadlines. Uh, Well, maybe not. But the looming dates do help keep us focused on task and writing, which is our favorite activity on the planet. But sometimes we think those deadlines are out to kill us. And is there a balance? Or, you know, how do we end that love-hate relationship and turn our writing process into a positive one? Diane, you are very successful at this, folks. And this is what I really want you to take away today is you're listening to someone who is a bestseller, who makes a living writing. And that's probably one of your goals. So you can take notes, but I'll tell you, we have an excellent surprise for you. In the show notes, there's a link where you're going to get the information that Diane is sharing today with you. So she's going to give it to you. Don't go there now, but just wait until after the podcast. Click on those show notes and click on the link that Diane has provided for you. So you're able to pick up everything she's talking about and even more because she's going to be sharing kind of a sample of what she's talking about step-by-step. So you'll be able to go, I can do this. I can do this. My deadline is this date. I can make this happen. 
So Diane, let's jump right in because we know everyone is listening for content and we want to fill their quiver today with some great writing arrows. So the first thing that you are telling us is, or what you're sharing with us today is that you have 12 steps that's going to help the writer take the dead out of the deadline. And you have a working example that you're going to share with us. So the first part, you say you need to use a calendar. So go ahead and run with that if you would. Okay. We need a calendar, obviously, either print or online, however the writer works the best. And this allows us to track all of our progress, the things that I'm going to be giving you. Uh, you jot it on this calendar and you've got it. So um, we really don't have an excuse not to adhere to it, but we start with a calendar. Perfect. Then you say step number two, I'm going to kind of let you run with some of this here. And if I have a question or something, I'll, I'll jump in if that's all right with you. Sounds perfect. Okay. So what I do, and this is all from experience. It's what I've done for years and it works for me. And one thing I want to say is that if you are a writer and you are failing to meet your deadlines, either as a guest a blog post or a book project, an article, if you fail to meet that deadline, you may not get another contract. And so I want to I want to stop that. I want to help you uh, make sure that you recover from that type of a death. So you have your calendar. And then I want you to back up 60 days from the manuscript's due date and mark that day on the calendar and call it first draft deadline. So you do that for six, you know, back up 60 days, then back up 30 days from the manuscript's due date to publisher and mark that date on the calendar as target for completed manuscript. And by doing that, you're already ahead of the publisher's deadline. So the I, next I, now I I like this because you're just giving me two <laughs> things to do. I can do that. Can I can take and put in input those two dates. I'm like, hey, I'm already I'm already feeling good. I can do this. So this keep going, keep going. Okay. And I will give you an advantage for this. You know, we live in a world of interruptions. And when un interruptions happen when we're working on these deadlines, hey, we got those covered because we're allowing time. So then I want you to look at your calendar and assuming your manuscript has just been accepted, determine from now to the first draft deadline, how many days can you spend on the writing process? So exclude weekends, holidays, birthdays, vacations, and conferences. Record the number of days available for the writing process before the first draft deadline and mark those on your calendar. In other words, you know, we all know that we are going to write when we're on a vacation and we probably will write when we're at a conference or weekends or any of those special occasions, but that's bonus time. What I'm hearing from what you just shared is give us grace with life, right? Yes. We have a life. 
Now, if you're writing for a living, you're probably writing a lot more than the novice, the beginner writer. But we do have a life. There are some that are listening. They have children that are still in the home. They have another job they have to go to. And so these are things that you have to do, but really looking at the reality of how much time. Maybe you have 30 minutes a day, or maybe you'd have a larger block, but not every day of the week. Does that, is that correct, Diane? Oh, that is very much correct. Uh, some who uh, have small children, they understand those children become ill. Those children have activities. And if we don't have that on our calendar, not only do we feel guilty because we're being a, a bad mom, bad wife, bad friend, but it also puts us behind. And so we feel guilty because of that. So eliminate it. Eliminate it before you even get started. So that you're setting you can, yourself up to succeed. Yes. Instead of setting yourself Perfect. up to fail. Thank you. So if we continue with that, we determine how many of those total allocated days we'll need to spend in the pre-writing phase. And we have it there in front of us. So we want to include time for developing backstory, research, characterization, setting, plotting techniques, and any other information necessary to create an outstanding story or a nonfiction book. And then we record the number of pre-writing days. So we have it, Linda. These are the days that we have to uh, pre-write our next project. Oh, this is good. So we know, number one, you're going to use a calendar. Number two, you're going to back up 60 days. And included that is also back up 30 days. Then number three is you're going to examine your calendar and make sure of, you know, how many real days you can spend doing your writing. Number four, determine out of those total days that you have, how many you'll need to spend in the pre-writing phase for developing. And so then that brings us to, okay, this is how many number of pre-writing days I have. And then, so now we go to number five. So what is number five? We subtract the number of pre-writing days needed in the, the previous number four from the total days allocated for the entire writing process uh, as determined in item three. And then we'll record the result. And you know what, writers? If you aren't mathematicians, there are calculators that <laughs> help you get this straight. And I will say, for example, I uh, have a book due, and right now I am done with that first draft and thinking about, okay, did I add this? Did I add that? And I'm ahead of the game. And it just allows for so much more activity. And as you said earlier, this adds life to our writing careers. And it's just amazing. Yes. And, and those of you that are listening, don't get overwhelmed. You have a copy of all of this at your disposal. When you go to the show notes, just click on that and it'll take you straight to uh, Diane's page where she's saying, hey, get it here. Get it here for free. So it'll be great. Trust me, Linda, I am not that smart. So if I can do this, <laughs> anybody can. I love uh, it. 
So one thing I want to say is to uh, allow 20 days for concentrated editing with five of those days for the manuscript to rest. Now, uh, I always call this my cooking time. Uh, I want that manuscript to simmer so that the good stuff rises to the top and the stuff that, uh, that is not so good will sink to the bottom. But we want to be careful not to touch the project during those five days. So we subtract 20 from the result in item five, and we record that number. And as I said before, if you need a calculator, honey, you just use it. This is a recipe. I really like this. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can create anything from a recipe. So this is, this is good. All right, so now we're on number seven, and we're going to talk a little bit about the manuscript. Yes, we're going to take the manuscript's total contracted word count and divide it by the new number that we established in item six. What I like about that, which brings us to uh, number eight, is that I'm going to look at that number because this becomes my daily word count during the writing phase. It's just there. And so I have to keep my buns in the chair and, and get that amount done so that I can... Buns in the oven. We can, yeah. I mean, we're on a cooking phase here. Yes, so. we are. <laughs> Toasty. <laughs> Toasty. There it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, uh, you know, that works for me during that writing phase. I know, okay, this is what I have to do. And if I have to get up a little earlier or stay up a little later at night to make sure that's done, then that's important for me to make sure that it is manageable and yes. it just gives me a wonderful sense of satisfaction in knowing, okay, I have my goal for the day. Also, there may be some writers that are like, well, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to write and 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 write. write. That's okay, too. Then they're going to know that they're ahead of the game, but not to burn out or to have that sense of, oh, I have to stay here, you know, for five hours in my chair. That's the whole reason to have this recipe, to have these steps so that we can love our life outside of writing and oh, make this yeah. so it's a pleasure. Oh, yes, right? because we love what we do. Yes. We love, well, Jerry Jenkins it says this line that I love, we love being called a writer, but sometimes we don't always enjoy the writing process. And I think this is part of it. Oh, yes, I've got this story. I know how it's supposed to go. Now I've got to get it down on paper. But these 12 ways, these 12 steps, they're not 12 ways, uh, show the writer how to get it done effectively and efficiently. Very good. That's so, what we want. That's what we want. So after we complete that first draft, we shift into the editing phrase using whatever manner works best for you. And that, Linda, is a whole session in itself in, in how we work best in editing. Because you know what? This may come as a surprise to you, but we all have different personalities, which means we all work differently uh, according to our personalities. So uh that's why I say use whatever editing techniques work best for you. That's what you use. Yes. 
And But the important thing is to give it a rest. So when we can come back with fresh eyes, uh, things that we can admire about our writing uh, surface as well as those things that, ooh, ouch, this needs a little help. And uh, understand that you're approaching that first draft deadline milestone. So you know what? Reward yourself. If that means um, a hot brownie, nice and warm with a scoop of ice cream on it and a big cup of coffee, oh, why not? Um, that's That's your reward. Then we move on to what I have termed here is number 10. While the manuscript is resting, engage your uh, beta readers for feedback. And for those listening who uh, aren't real sure about what in the world is a beta reader, uh, these are trusted readers. Some are writers, some are not, uh, whom you can trust to give you honest feedback. So this gives them time to take a look at the manuscript and offer their opinion too. And that's what you want. You're not writing just so that it's something that you're accomplishing. You really want it to be the best that it can be. And, you know, that's all part of your best writing life on, on this program. We want to give those of you that are beginners, those of you that are even bestsellers, we want to give you the, the means to experience the best and having someone who will truthfully speak to you and say, you know, this is how I feel with this. That's really what we want. We want that feedback. Oh, absolutely. And you know, not every bit of feedback that we receive is beneficial, but it's mm. good to see. Okay. My, um, my criteria is if this particular item that was pointed out bother this person, how many other readers would it bother? And do I need to do something about it? Nice. And um, that, you know, that's my, that's my point of where I feel, yes, I need to take a look at this. So while our uh, beta readers are uh, in the process of giving us feedback, uh, we use, or I use a voice to text solution for one or more edits. And there are different solutions out there. I'm a Mac user, so I prefer a ghost reader. And uh, I'm in the process of doing that right now where I've just downloaded my whole manuscript into uh, this uh, text-to-voice software, and it reads it back to me. And it's amazing how many things that pop up, even... uh, even grammar and punctuation pop up that I can stop the the process, make a correction, and then I can move on. And the number of listens or reads will depend on the writer's comfort level with the resulting manuscript draft. In other words, uh, I will do this at least once, and more often I do it twice because I don't want to miss anything that might stop a reader because my readers are so important to me. These are the ones I want to entertain. I want to inspire. I want to encourage with uh, my best, you know, your best writing life. Uh, And so I want my, uh, my stories to, uh, to please them. I want them to look forward to the next one. 
and to recommend me to others. But unless I can be successful in producing a good story, it's not going to happen. So uh, I want that editing phase to be done so uh, successfully and with professionalism. Diane mentioned Ghost Reader. Oh, Ghost Reader, yes. Ghost Reader. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. And if there's other resources, um, I know that Diane has a, a lot of resources on her website. And we'll make sure that that's included so that you can click on those. Anything that we have mentioned in our program, we'll make sure you have a link to find it. Okay, so now we're going to uh, number 11, step number 11. And this is uh, kind of getting to the point where we're wrapping up. So what, yes. what do you have for us? Well, we wrap up and target emailing the completed manuscript 30 days before the publisher's due date. Wow. And, <laughs> you know, my deal is if it's done and I can't think of anything else that needs to be changed, edited, tweaked, uh, then I'm going to go ahead and send it, knowing that it's going to sit on the publisher's, the editor's desk until he or she has time to review it, but I know it's there. Yes. And then on the other hand, if some priorities and some interruptions have occurred and it doesn't go out 30 days before, I'm still good. I'm yes. still good. You're ahead of the game. Oh, yes. And that's part of number 12, you know, and that is if life has presented you with challenges or delays during the story construction, you have extra days to complete it. And it feels so good, Linda. So very good. So let, let me put it to you this way, Linda. Yes. Let's yes, say you're, you. an, you're an editor and you have uh, some writers and they have these specific due dates. And to be honest with you, do you want to receive something that is early and you know it's waiting there for your attention, or do you want to receive something late? And another thing that when you think about something that comes in late, that throws off the whole process within the publishing house. Everybody is delayed. Who do you want to work with? Right. As a writer, and I like that you brought up earlier that it's not just for books. It can be for if you're going to be a guest blogger, if you're going to write articles, if you are, no matter what you're writing, your meeting or coming in early on the deadline says a lot about who you are. That's another form of character development. Not only are you working on the characters in your stories, but it's reflecting who you are and what your character is. So you really do have to be realistic with deadlines. And we have just a a moment here. And I was thinking as you, you were talking on the deadlines, for those that maybe they don't have their first writing deadline, Diane, when they're working with someone, do they have some leeway as far as saying, you know, it's going to take me this long to have this ready for you? Well, that's that's tough. I feel that uh, even though a writer may not have uh, a contract date that this has to be done at such and such a time, I think it's a good habit to start incorporating now. Good. That uh, 
I am able to meet deadlines and I can provide you uh, my very best because I've established those guidelines and I understand the value of being on time. Sometimes we writers receive some um, criticism that we can be flighty. And I don't mind being eccentric and bizarre because that's me anyway, or even a little quirky. <laughs> but um, those deadlines uh, are of incredible value to me yes. and to yes. the publisher. So we can start working your own deadlines. If no one has given you a deadline, give yourself a deadline and you can utilize these 12 steps to figure out what that deadline is going to be. And so again, thanks to Diane in your show notes, you're going to have a link. Please check on that link and get your free copy, get your download of today's broadcast and also get that sample so you can look at it and it just makes it so easy. Oh, if my deadline is this date, then my first one is going to be this date. Boom, boom, boom. She has done all of this for you. So I highly, highly recommend it. And so, Diane, as we're closing, do you have one last thought that you would love to leave with our listeners today that might boost their best writing life? My, what I want to say to the listeners is that we have been given a gift. It is a powerful, wonderful gift. And culture has shown us through the years the, the power of communicating through the written word. So let's do our best. Let's get the tools needed to, uh, to write, to edit, and to get those deadlines met and keep our readers smiling. Uh, I want to hear from readers. I want to hear from writers. And if there's anything I can help you with, let me know. That is great. I know Diane's website is www.dianemills.com. That's D-I-A-N-N-M-I-L-L-S.com. Please be sure and visit that. And we'll have all that again in the show notes, all of the links that are going to make this so easy for you. Well, Diane, thank you so much for being a part of your best writing life today. Can't wait to have you back on because as I mentioned at the front, there are so many things that you can teach all of us because of the success that you have received in this industry. You are walking out what it is that you're suggesting that we, you know, the steps that you're suggesting we take, you've walked those steps. And that's so important and greatly, greatly appreciated. So thank you for being here with us today. Oh, and thank you for allowing me to share my enthusiasm about every process of writing. Thank you. Thank you. Be encouraged as you are walking out your writing journey. Your best writing life is ahead of you. And we are here every week to encourage you. You can do what God has designed you to do. And we're going to bring the tips and strategies along to help you. See you next time.